1: Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZGO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusades at Lacoste in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Caliph for over 95 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum in August the 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans, Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Salvation is and always will be an individual matter between you and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You've heard the preacher say weekly in our telecast sermons the importance of being saved according to John 3:5, Acts 38, and Acts 4, 12. The time is now of yours because tomorrow is not promised to us. Lenin here is our church choir, and the leadership of Emilia Hahn sing this upbeat tune entitled, O Nicodemus. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pahako Carter on the organ. O Nicodemus was a man, he could talk all day. But he never lived by holding
0: plans, Lord, he looked good, said. O Nicodemus had a friend would say, yes. so we saw the Lord my turn Soul, and I want to save my soul, oh, make the deepest, oh, the you never, never see me. The deepest, now we the
1: There may be times when one could become overwhelmed with serious problems and frustrating circumstances that we just want to give up and throw in the towel. It is those moments that we must remember our God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who possesses all power in heaven and in earth. With humbleness and sincerity in our heart, call and reach out for His help, and He will hear you. The church band Under My Direction will play Leave Your Burden at the Place of Prayer. We are blessed this morning to have our soloist Tracy Asano sing for us this uplifting song entitled One Thing I Know. How wonderful it is, TV viewers, that we are able to offer our talents to the Lord, whatever it may be, and share God's word with those around us. By living by example, we allow Jesus' light to shine through us so that others may see Jesus in us. Accompanying Tracy will be a pastor, Marvin being on the bass. Iris Long on the drums, trusty Associates Bass, Evans Sr., and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, and myself on the piano.
2: Something in your eyes I see Reminds me of what used to be When I was still uncertain of the truth Sleepless nights that turn to days Alone inside an endless space Counting on someone to see me through And if there's one thing I know You are never left alone Cause you can always call on Jesus' name And if there's one thing I pray It's Jesus helps you find a way To make a change and listen to your heart God will take away your pain If you choose to let it go If there's one thing I know How can I convince your heart His light can find you in the dark And only He can make you blind I see For if we speak of lost things found Or lives that have been turned around Then tell me who knows better, child And if there's one thing I know, you are never left alone, cause you can always call on Jesus' name. And if there's one thing I pray, it's Jesus helps you find a way to make a change and listen to your heart. God will take away your pain if you choose to let it go. If there's one thing I know, I would never stake my life on any lesser thing than the cross of Christ where he gave his life to ease my suffering. If there's one thing I know, it's you are never left alone, cuz you can always call on Jesus name. And if there's one thing I pray, it's Jesus helps you find a way to make a change and listen to your heart. Choose to let it go if there's one thing I know God will take away your pain if you choose to let it go if there's one thing
1: The deep inner peace we experience comes only from knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. It is most assuredly, TV viewers, that Jesus will return in clouds of glory for the second coming. As you choose to read his words daily, it will strengthen you that you may be able to testify to others about the Lord's coming and how they must be ready to meet him in the air. Once again, our church choir will sing the simple and true words of this beautiful song entitled, Peace in the Valley. Please join in singing as the words appear on your screen. The way to enter heaven is to be blood-washed, water-washed, spirit-filled, and living the life. Although it may sound simple, it's harder than many may think. Baptizing in the name of Jesus may be a little easier than the last two, which is being filled with God's Holy Spirit and living the life. However, our instrumentalist, Pohaku Kata, with the help of the Lord, is trying her best to live the life that Jesus has for her. Playing on her banjo, she will delight us with this tune entitled I Am On My Way to Heaven. In Mark 14, 32, it reads, And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit ye here while I shall pray. This next group named the Daughters of Judah together with will lift the name of Jesus on high in this inspirational song entitled The Beautiful Garden of Prayer. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to Mrs. Diane Rodriguez. May the Lord continue to bless you abundantly, press on and flowing in this life and that to come. Have a fantastic Sunday, Diane. There's a
3: garden where Jesus is waiting. There's a place that is one.
4: Shalom and good morning. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda and I would like to repeat our television time, stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV channel 11 in Monterey From 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on Station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable, Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on jesuscomingsoon.org. And now concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing service at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m at Akaimakee Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue. Gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by Neighbor Island Branch Churches. His services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneris Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii. By Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai. By Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan. And by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines These
1: weekly telecasts are especially significant to us because they allow us the opportunity to come into your homes and share the glorious gospel of the kingdom of God with you at the push, pull, or turn of a button and in the comfort of your surroundings. May the Lord bless you for taking this time to draw closer to Him by reading the word of God with me and receiving today's sermon entitled Jesus is Sovereign Over All. The flashes of lightning in the night that accompany an imminent storm sometimes affords people a quick glimpse of illumination. With each flash, a quick glance gained can be compared with the images in the mind's eye. As one watches with great air intensity, he starts to acquire with passion and appreciation of the magnificence and grandeur of what is taking place right before his very eyes. Yes, we struggle to understand our God in much the same way. In the darkness of this life, we cannot see Him, but we know that He is there. We thank our God for the flashes of light and glimpses that reveal Him. He is constantly revealing Himself through the creation, through the Bible, through His miracles, through the zeal and power of the Holy Spirit, and by His presence in our hearts, minds, bodies, and souls. God's name is yet another, most often overlooked flash of illumination by which we can truly come to know him. He is known as the self-revealing God because of his many descriptive titles and names that are given to him in the scriptures. These reveal his nature and works in different time frames. Gaining the knowledge, the wisdom, and understanding behind the name of Jesus allows you, our TV viewers, to see for yourself his sovereignty, majesty, and grandeur that will leave you with a greater sense of awe and worship for the one whose name is above all names. The gospel is the good news that reveals one. The name of Jesus saves us from sin and death. Two, Jesus can heal our sin sick body, soul, and spirit. Three, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost. That is God's gift, which is manifested by speaking in an unknown tongue. This power will lead us and cause us to hear him say, come up hither. And last but not least, number four, Jesus is coming soon. And a lot sooner than many think. Jesus told the Pharisees, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, but the kingdom of God is within you. Brother Paul informs us in Romans 14, 17, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Truly, we should be able to see and understand that if we serve Christ Jesus in these things we become acceptable unto God and approved of men in other words going to church is not like going to a party with food and drink and good times but instead it is a serious business of serving the lord the gospel of the kingdom of god allows us a multifaceted view of our lord Jesus Christ He was the first Pentecostal preacher who preached repentance and believing the gospel. Let's read Mark 1, 14 to 15. Now after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Repentance is godly sorrowful sin. It is to have a change of heart in regard to self and sin. Believe is an action word. Therefore, it requires that you not only hear, but also do something about that which you've heard. Reading in Mark 16, 16, we find what must be done. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Baptism, from the Greek word baptizo, means to be dipped, plunged, or immersed in water. In accomplishing the full process of baptism, it signifies the believer has taken on a type of the Lord's death, burial, and resurrection. The Apostle Paul explains in Romans 6, 3-6, Know we not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. From this we can correctly gather that baptism, according to scriptural directions, is a necessity to salvation. The unbeliever will reflect his lack of faith through inaction. Damnation, the believer's reward, is eternal separation from God. Nicodemus, a man of great power, wealth, and education, heard the many testimonies concerning Jesus and the gospel work. He came to Jesus inquired about being born again. John 3, 5 says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Many today are like Nicodemus, well established in their personal lives and worshiping the Lord, but not in the fullness of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Remember this, Jesus is the author and finish off the salvation plan. And he spoke this verse. The words verily, verily means truly, truly. And she remind us that of the truthfulness of God's word, the phrase I say unto thee, lets you know that Jesus is the only one who can save you. Look at the word accept. Its location in this verse tells everyone to obey exactly as Jesus says to do, whilst everything is for naught. The phrase be born of water and of the Spirit simply refers to water baptism, which was explained earlier. And the Holy Spirit baptism, which is the outward manifestation of the indwelling Christ through speaking in the unknown tongues. To be baptized by the Holy Spirit is a wonderful and glorious event in one's life. It is an occasion of seeing and hearing how God makes himself a reality to the recipient of this precious gift. Now Jesus tells us that personal position of his name and his spirit is mandatory. I repeat, mandatory, for one to enter into the kingdom of God. In this same third chapter of John, and reading on in the sixth and the seventh verses, Jesus continues by saying, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. We've all been born of a mother's womb into this world. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We must be born of the spirit in order to become a new man in the new life that is led by the Holy Spirit marvel not that I said unto thee ye must be born again this statement shows us the urgency of what Jesus has to say to all men everywhere as Jesus prayed for the church to be kept pure he said in John 17:20, neither pray I for these alone the apostles and believers of His time but for them also which shall believe on me the pastors and believers who are yet to come. Through their word, the very truth that the apostles received and that was passed on to the power of the Holy Spirit. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, in power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit, used the keys the gospel of the kingdom of God. The multitude of people were gathered to celebrate the feast, heard him and were pricked in their hearts, and inquired of him, what must we do? And TV viewers the same question should be pondering in your heart. What must I do to be saved? Acts 2:38 is the answer to that question. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Again repentance is godly sorrow for sin. There is a difference between repentance and confession. Confessing is owing up to wrongdoing and is good for the soul. However, repentance is a positive change in attitude that causes the believer to depend on the Lord for a life of righteousness. Notice that Peter said, be baptized, every one of you. This means that no one excluded from baptism in the salvation plan. Also note that the scripture uses the word name in the singular form. Thus, in this dispensation of grace, there is only one saving name to be applied in baptism. Peter uses the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The engaging topic in the Bible is about the self-revealing God who makes a way of escape for his people that will obey. Hebrews 2, 3 says, how shall we escape? If we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. We receive two promises for our obedience in repenting and being baptized in the name of Jesus. First is the remission of sins. That is what the Lord forgives, he forgets. Our sins are removed as far as the east is from the west and they are remembered no more. Secondly, there is the gift of the Holy Ghost. This anointing abides in us, helping and teaching us to abide in him. God's word in Matthew 10 informs us, and he shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. In the world, so there is there, an abundance of religious cults, vain customs, and traditions founded by men that others have chosen to follow. Peter, inspired by the Holy Spirit, admonishes us today through Acts 4 12 by saying, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. This is so very simple to understand, but many have it a difficult task. Only the name of Jesus can save. There is no other name, way, or truth. Names and titles have been important to the Lord God Almighty from the beginning of time. In the very beginning of the book of Genesis, God named his creation as it was brought forth. In Genesis 1, verses 3 to 5, we read, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. God created an expanse and christened it, heaven on the second day. He named the dry land, earth, and the gathering waters cease on the third day. Man was created on the sixth day, and God did place Adam in the garden of Eden to work, naming all the animals as well. Names often convey something related to a person's birth. Isaac is a good example of this. God told 99-year-old Abraham that he would have another son. This patriarch literally fell on his face laughing. God told Abraham to name the child Isaac which means laughter in the Hebrew tongue. Many other great and not so great names of the biblical history enjoy similar accounts. Pharaoh's daughter rescued three-month-old Moses from a floating basket, hidden the reeds of the Nile River. It was she who named him Moses, which in Hebrew means drawn out. Other aspects about an individual can also be revealed by a name A one-word summary of what a man has done, or what he is can be given as a name. Such is the case of Alexander and his impact on the world. His name is summed up in the title, Alexander the Great. The relationship of William to England is summed up in his title, William the Conqueror. John's function in Bible history is summed up in his title, John the Baptist. And of course, the politics and the character of Simon are contained in his title, Simon the Zealot. This is especially true concerning the Son of Man, Jesus. The virgin birth by Mary explains how Jesus was given the title, Son of Man. God predicted that his son would come from a virgin and also gave him a name 700 years before the birth of the Savior. The prophet Isaiah, through the power of the Holy Ghost, spoke. We read in Isaiah 7, Chapter 14 verse, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. God with us is the meaning of the name Emmanuel. This tells us of the incarnate nature and presence of Jesus. Another prophecy containing names that reveal more of the nature and work of the Messiah was also spoken by Isaiah. We read in Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The announcement of the very origin of the one named Emmanuel, found in Matthew 1, 18, 25, is the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy. Mary and Joseph were given more names for their new son, such as Jesus, which means Savior and the Son of the Most High, Son of God, and again, Emmanuel. During Jesus' public ministry as an adult, people through familiarity began to alter what they had called him. The healing of the blind man found in John 9 is a classic example of this. When the crowds questioned the beggar in regards to who had healed him, his simple answer was, a man that is called Jesus. When the Pharisees interrogated him about Jesus at a later time, his view had changed and he called him by a more important title, there was a division amongst the people questioning the blind man. John 9:17 reads, They said unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him that he had opened thine eyes? He said, He is a prophet. Finally, after being thrown out of the temple by the Pharisees, this same man encountered Jesus again, believed in him as a son of man, called him his Lord, and worshipped him. His spiritual blindness was healed as his understanding of Jesus progressed from seeing Jesus as only a man to seeing him as a prophet, then as a son of man, and finally as the Lord. Today, the most common title used for Jesus is Lord. Is Lord Jesus Christ more than one name, just as Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are more than one name? The name Lord Jesus Christ is the full and complete redemptive name of our Savior to be used for salvation. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are titles of the three manifestations of our one and only God. In other words, the difference lies in the object or objects being identified. In the Great Commission, Jesus told his disciples, to so Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. In Matthew 28:19. Now, if your view of the Scriptures is in an identification of three separate distinct objects of thought, then it is clearly three titles of God's presentation of Himself to the world. Let us not limit the power of the Lord God Almighty. Remember, Jesus said to baptize in the name of, not names of. So, Lord Jesus Christ is a compound name which reflects His deity as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Thus, Lord Jesus Christ is the only full and complete name to be used for baptismal ceremony in this distribution of grace that has been given to us. Consider this, a person may have the name of J. Raydo. When spoken to or of, the variations of his name might be Joe, Joe Ray, Ray, Raydo, or his full name of Joe Raydo. Do. It doesn't matter whether you use a variation of his name or his full name, you are still referring to one person. Colossians 2 9 says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It is crystal clear in the Word of God, the way the disciples refer to their converts' baptisms, that they use the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in the actual baptism ceremony, or variation of their compounding. The proof is in the pudding, and it is easily discovered by comparing the following. One, Acts 2.38 reads, Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Two, Acts eight sixteen reads, Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. 3, Acts 10, 48 reads, Be baptized in the name of the Lord. 4, Acts 19, 5 reads, They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. 5, Romans 6, 3 reads, are baptized into Jesus Christ. And verse 4 reads, Therefore we are buried with Him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up. Thus it is always Jesus that is being referred to in water baptism. When utilizing the full compound redemptive name of Lord Jesus Christ, his deity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, is given full recognition. And consequently, we have observed Isaiah 42, 8. I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Furthermore, we acknowledge Isaiah forty-three, ten and 11. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and by servant whom I have chosen, that he may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God form, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. The Father was in the Son. The Holy Ghost was in Jesus, and He, of course, was the Son. In Matthew one twenty-one and Isaiah 9.6, tells us that. When we are baptized into our Lord Jesus Christ, We are buried with Him in all that His wonderful name implies. Many fail to see the Lord Jesus Christ in all that God is, the Father, the Source, the Son, the Means, or the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, the Regenerator. The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are one in our Lord Jesus Christ. The name of the total Godhead is Lord Jesus Christ. The name Jesus in particular is God's name. Jesus is a name with a great deal of meaning. The name Jesus is the same as Jehovah, except Jesus is Greek and Jehovah is Hebrew. God said that Jehovah was his name in Exodus 6.3. The name Jesus is, by inheritance, a more excellent name than any name born by the angels. Why is this? Well, Jehovah is God's Old Testament name, and Jesus means the same in Greek. So it follows that God's name is Jesus. Jesus, in his humanity, was crucified, but in his resurrection was made both Lord and Christ as Lord he is God the sovereign over all and as Christ he is the Holy Ghost the very anointing himself thus viewers the one name the name to possess for your salvation the only full complete and redemptive name is Lord Jesus Christ Now, if you'd like to know more about God's Word, the Church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., expressing my sincere appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. The church band will play their final number for the day entitled, Did You Think to Pray?